Okay, God bless you. How is everything with you guys today? Alright, I'd like to talk to you about, um... Being thankful in hard times. Um, it's hard. It is very difficult, especially being a Christian. Um, it is not easy. All right. I'd like to start off with Job chapter 13, verse 15. All right. This verse called saying, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain mine own ways before him keeping my bearings basically and um job you know he, he suffered a lot okay he lost his kids he lost he uh he lost his um he lost a lot of uh his uh livestock okay and he had to he still clung on to God even when his friends okay his friends thought he had sinned okay his wife said go curse God and die all right and it was a, a hard thing that he had to you know that that's a lot for people to undertake all right. I remember a story years ago about um with a miners um working in a mine, right? And the story was that at first nine miners survived and one died. But then the story came out, an updated story came out that it was nine miners who died and one survived. A lot of them cursed God in the church. Okay? And you have to be able, I mean, this life is hard and you have to grow into it through the power of the Holy Ghost to, to, to trust God. All right. And a lot of people don't, um, just aren't willing to grow that fortitude and really don't have that faith. Okay, many will break under that faith. Okay. And this this is what this is what Job said, all right? Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will Argue mine own ways before him. Behold, he will slay me. But I have no problem. Nevertheless, I will maintain my ways before him. Even though he kills me, I will hope in him. Nevertheless, I will argue my ways to his face. I, you know, this is just different um, ways of saying it. But um, he's saying that I don't care what happens to me. I'm still going to still trust God. I am still going to, you know... Not go off on him. I'm not going to say things bad. I'm not going to go and blaspheme him. And um, he he's still going to still try to hold on to God. He's going to persevere. 
And very few people are willing to do that. Okay? Very few. Alright? Let's take a look at... um. You know, uh, Hebrews, all right, chapter 13. I'm sorry, not Hebrews chapter 13, Hebrews chapter 11. Okay. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 37, okay. Now it says here, they were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute and tormented. And he's talking, this is talking about the prophets, okay? And they still held on to God. They still did not want to fold, okay? They still held on, even though... Um, even though they were facing so much persecution so much pain so much death alright that even in the face of death they chose to still cling to God all right. You even got the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answering, you know, when they had to deal with the king, all right, King Nebuchadnezzar, and they were going to be thrown into the furnace because they didn't bow down to the image of Nebuchadnezzar, okay? And the penalty for not doing that was death. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, this is Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 to 28. And he said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury and the form of his visions was changed against Shijak, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that he should heat the furnace one seven times more than it won't be than it won't be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shijak, Meshach, and Abednego to cast them into the fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flames of the fire slew the men that took Shishak, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shishak, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake, and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered, he said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have not no hurt. The form of the fourth is like that of the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning, 
fiery furnace and spake and said, Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High, come forth and come hither. Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the fire. And the princes, the governors, the captains, and the kings, the counselors, being gathered together, saw the men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor of the hair of the head singed, neither their coats changed, nor the spell of fire has passed them. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shishak, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants and trusted him, and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Okay. As we see here, God blesses those who are willing to offer themselves up, even if they don't make it out of it alive, or if they never come out of the situation alive. We may, you know, people say when you come to Jesus, your life changes and everything. I will say this, God, if God feels like changing your situation, he'll change your situation. If God does not feel like changing your situation, he won't change your situation. And the question is, will we ever trust, will we still trust him, will we be faithful? Because let's be honest, sometimes we expect our lives to be comfortable. We expect our lives to be happy. We expect our lives to be uh, beautiful in God. But the reality is God's will isn't always pleasant. That's the truth. I heard this when I was in my 20s. I heard this being said on the radio by an old preacher. And sad to say, the most the, the preachers that have that really are serious about God and they'll tell you the truth, most of them are dead. And those are the ones who you will hear the truth of God's word. The ones that are dead, they will tell you the truth. God's will is not always pleasant. And it won't always be pleasant for your life. It wasn't pleasant for Jesus. It won't be pleasant for you. Okay, and that's the thing. Are we willing to trust God even if our situation don't change? If we don't get that job we want, if we never come out of poverty? Okay, if we're never healed from our sickness or diseases, will we still trust God? Will we still be faithful? Will we still share the gospel? Will we still stand for him? Will we still abstain from a sinful lifestyle? If you are harmed, will you still trust God? That is that is that is the million dollar question, not just for you, but for me. The prophets understood this. And the Holy Ghost makes you the brothers of the prophets. It's the same spirit that we follow, the Holy Spirit. You know? But that is the million dollar question. Will we still follow God if we don't get we what we want in this life? Or if following God makes life unbearable than our situation is now. But will we still trust Him? Will we still give thanks? Here's some Old um, Testament verses. Ezra chapter <clears throat> 3, verse 11. With praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord. He is good toward Israel, endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Psalms chapter 7, verses 17. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing praises of his name 
of the Lord Most High. Psalm chapter 9, verse 1. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell all of your wonderful deeds. Can we actually do that with all our heart? No matter what he, no matter how much it may bruise us to follow him and walk with him. It's not an easy path. Psalm chapter 35, verse 18. I will give thanks in the great assembly among the throngs. I will praise you. Psalm chapter 69, verse 30. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. That's Psalm chapter 69, verse 30. Psalm 95, verses 1 to 3. Come, let us sing joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is great, the great king above all gods. Psalm chapter 100, verses 4 to 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Psalm chapter 106, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Psalm chapter 107 verses 21 to 22 let him let them give thanks to the lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works and with songs of joy psalm chapter 118 verse 1 give thanks to the lord for he is good and his love endures forever psalm chapter 147 verse 7 sing to the lord with grateful praise Make music to our God on the harp. Daniel chapter 2 verse 22. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we ask of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. All right. I'll leave a link in the description box to all these uh, um, to, to all these verses. But here's an interesting fact, you know, when you become born again, you're spiritually are a Jew, according to the book of Hebrews. And the ants and, and the history and the lineage of the prophets and the people in that book are now your lineage and now your ancestors. Okay. So you don't have to worship the pagan gods of your ancestors of the flesh. You could worship. You could um, be proud and be happy of worshiping the god of the Old and New Testament, and read about your brothers and sisters who trusted Christ and lived by faith. And even though their lives did not change, their lives did not change. For some, you know, they still trusted God and they still held on to the faith and were still thankful. Question is, can we do the same? Especially when the times are getting evil and slowly we are going to be entering the tribulation period. And there will be an antichrist. There will be a beast system. There will be a false prophet. And everyone will love him. And all those who refuse to take the mark will be persecuted and will be hated. Are we still going to be faithful in those times? Are we still going to give thanks when we are forced to leave everything we love? When we are forced to maybe even be homeless 
forced to even, you know, deal with brothers and sisters that we probably wouldn't deal under regular circumstances. But they are good brothers and sisters. When we really have to be forced to um, rely on the Holy Ghost, not just the Bible, the Holy Ghost. Because that's going to tell us where to go, where to eat, where to sleep, who to trust, who to avoid. And give us the guts to preach the gospel, even though it may cost us our life. We may have to be run away from people that we once called family, once called wife, once called husband. Still your husband, still your wife, but they're on the devil's team now. Just something to think about. I just pray, Lord, that this helps those who have ears to hear. Let them hear. All right. Um, this is blesses you. This blessed you. I, you know. Uh, that's it. Okay. Want to talk in the comment section? Feel free to talk in the comment section. Leave a comment. I'll reply back. Um, uh. Share, comment, and subscribe. Later.